Are you gonna are you gonna come on? Is your image gonna come on? Uh, maybe. When tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow. See, you know what? See, you know what? Only my friends can talk to me like that. So you know what? <laughs> you can at least you can you can feel free to do an intro, you know. You don't have to, you know, then I can just pop in here at random. Oh, you want to make an entrance? Hey, first episode here. All right, all right, we can do that. Well, you know, I, that's what I expect on here, you know, a little context or something, my intro. Okay. i never been on your show. Oh, shoot. Okay, you've never done an intro in all these seasons. I've done an intro, but uh, nobody is like, well, no, no. Uh, actually, uh, hold on just a second. That's okay. We can just we can just start fresh right now. Let's just do it off the fly. Come on, improv. Let's pull that out. You got a degree in this stuff. Well, I Let's know, go. but I just I want to show you this. I haven't it's seen. Okay, this. we can do it offline. Okay. My. my... <laughs> Why are you pushing me? On the No Name Yet podcast is the podcaster of all podcasters, the podcast of all podcasts, the interviewer of all interviewers. Gritty. Hello. I bid you welcome. I bid you welcome. Well, hello, Gritty. I flew. See, wasn't that great? All the theatrics. All the theatrics. I All love right. it. So let's. Uh... I, love it. I love it. So let's uh let's get started. And welcome. And welcome. And welcome. Welcome to the No Name Yet podcast. That is a podcast with no name. And on tonight's show, all the way from Tacoma, Washington. The accountant of all accountants, Laurie Solomon! Hi! Greetings from the wonderful Pacific. You were a little late on your cue. No, I am right on time. They needed to be a pause. Okay. Anticipation. Anticipation. Uh, added a dramatic pause, which I, as a director, would not have included. But uh, all right, all right. <laughs> Leave in the comments whether you thought that the dramatic pause worked or it, it didn't work. So, hello, Lori. It is great to see you. It's good to see you. Okay. And so you have uh, two documents on that beautiful flowered wall behind you. And, and what are those two documents? Well, I am a degreed accountant from Cameron University in Lund, Oklahoma. And I am also a certified fraud examiner. Oh, amen. Amen. So if anyone's done anything wrong in an institution that you're called to uh, work at, that uh, people start getting nervous. Start doing strange things. Start taking extra time off, because here comes Lori Salmon, the accountant, right? The fraud accountant. There you go. Amen. Amen. Accountability, Truth transparency, justice for all. That's Amen. right. <laughs> so, welcome to uh, the second installment of the No Name Yet podcasts, Iron Sharpens Iron. And uh, I don't know if you listened to the announcement for Iron Sharpens Iron or the first installment, which was last week, but I was calling my own show Iron versus Iron. Okay. And I had to make an apology to the audience that the host of Iron Sharpens Iron doesn't even remember the name. <laughs> Awesome. Amen. Awesome. But let us start with what we're going to talk about today. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. So we are going to talk uh, about uh, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, uh, which is uh, titled uh, The Wife of Noble Character. And uh, you are coming out of the Message Bible, correct? Well, let's 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 just give it some context of where of where we're coming from. Number one, number one, we're we're coming from from my perspective as a black woman, lesbian, married to a woman. So this scripture I have issues with from the beginning. So for me, okay. the interpretation is truly up to the individual. I see that the what we're doing is looking at a particular reading of a story and giving our own point of view and perspective based on where we're coming from. Yeah. So, so oh. from, I'm just very curious, knowing that I am a Black woman, mm -hmm. lesbian, married mm -hmm. to a man, mar married to a woman, not a man, okay. why you would choose this scripture to discuss with me because i wanted your perspective on it hmm. and I, I can tell you what i think every time i hear the scripture hmm. and uh you know i i think that this scripture should be discussed with uh women of uh all different uh perspectives this scripture can be approached from many different different aspects and and the fact of the matter is is that uh the point of this show is to make scripture accessible to people and so you know there are traditions in which people come together and debate scripture and it's encouraged and that's what we wanted to create here on iron sharpens iron um the what well, the 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 reason why i asked you uh just uh, give me a moment uh, to put slide something in here uh, that you were using the Message Bible is that for those uh, folks that uh, are not familiar with uh, uh, what translations are, what versions are, and what paraphrases are, I just wanted to start the show uh, with that because when uh, Lori and I were discussing uh, what scripture we were going to use that uh, she did say that she would be utilizing the message. And so I wanted to put that out there for people that aren't familiar with this. So um, I just said, I took some notes here. And uh, so I just, I just want to read that and then, and then hash this out. And because also this section is going to, there's a point in the last episode in which I, I don't know if I edited it out completely, but I forgot what I was going to say. And uh, what, uh, I was going to say was in answer to EJ's uh, inquiry that, you know, are, shouldn't we be uncertain of what the scriptures say? Because for so long it was uh, passed on um, uh, word of mouth uh, from human being to human being. And then, then it was written and then it was in the hands of several different human beings. Um, and so I just want to address that also. Uh, so uh, just starting with this little blurb that Bible translations, versions, and paraphrases are all different ways of rendering the original Hebrew and Greek texts of the Bible into English. A translation is a word-for-word -word rendering of the original text into English. So scholars are translating each word and trying to keep that word for word translation as close to the quote unquote original. Well, it is the original. Uh, the, the reason the originals are problematic is there's not punctuation uh, and you're dealing with it. Uh, you're dealing with ancient texts. So well, I see also the issue is, is that we're dealing also, there's still judgment in, in all of that interpretation. So, for me, I do not take the Bible literally. I take it as a book of stories of how life can be and can be lived. You know, we are all spiritual beings having a human experience depending on our circumstance. 
So, so for, for me, when I'm thinking of a translation, it really depends on where I'm at, where I'm located, what my culture is, um, what, how, what my lifestyle is, is really determining what version I look at. So, um, so I see that it's, it's all subjective and cannot be taken literally because of you have to look at when the, when that particular passage was written you have to look at what was going on at the time and the perspective of the individual who is doing that which is most and certainly been men so that's going to be distorted so to hold women at a very different perspective of what a woman should be which i totally totally disagree with okay all right so, um, and we'll get into that. So, uh, as opposed to a translation, a version is a translation that has been updated or revised to reflect changes in the English language over time. And uh, so what, what I've heard uh, somebody say that where a translation is a word-for-word -word translation, a version is an idea uh, by idea translation um, or a phrase by phrase. They're trying to bring the ancient meaning into the modern world and trying to align those ideas as closely as a group of scholars can agree upon. And so I use the NIV, the New International Version, and so there was a, a group of people who came together, did the translating, and this is their version of the biblical text. And then um, now the Message Bible is a paraphrase. And so we have translations, we have versions, and we have paraphrases. And what paraphrases are is a restatement of the text in modern English that seeks to capture the meaning of the original text rather than the exact wording. So the uh, the Message Bible, um, by and I always know this guy's name, but it's not coming up right now, sat down and tried to make the Bible as understandable for his daughter as possible. That's what his goal was. And so he paraphrased what he read from different versions and translations. So and that and that's the and that's the standard from anybody's perspective. So it doesn't matter whether it's the message, the King James versions, there's still someone's interpretation, which is why it cannot be taken literally, because it's still coming from a judgmental perspective that someone had to make a judgment call to decide this is what this meant at this particular time, at this particular moment. Right. And it is, and some things are, and those things are not relevant, but we can't pick and choose which context without taking a look at, at it all as, as a whole. Right. Um, and uh, so in, in answer to, um, in answer to EJ's question uh, about, you know, the certainty of why don't we, why don't we just say what was written down? on on paper uh that what i was going to share was that uh with the discovery of the dead sea scrolls uh back in the 19 i believe it was the 1940s and other discoveries since then that uh uh biblical scholarship um has shown and they can say with more certainty that yes in fact that when we look at these original Greek and Hebrew documents, that we're fairly certain that what has been written, what what people have have now in front of them, is been pretty consistent because it's been confirmed by several sources um, of documents that say it may have been found in one location and then found in another location and then come along with the Dead Sea Scrolls and that this this these documents had been sitting in these jars in the desert since about the time of Christ. And they can look at those documents and compare them with other documents that they have and they're very close. 
So when we're talking about the actual written, what was written down, and it was accepted as valid scripture, that um, out of any time of of scriptural of of scholarly history, that what what's in front of the scholars, what's in front of us, is um, uh, probably the most verified scriptures that we've had. Does that make sense? I'm not sure how much more verifying needs to be done. Um, I I see it because it's still another version and interpretation. Um, history's not changing. What's what's changing is people uh-huh. and people uh-huh. wanting to understand things at a different level. So I don't see that we're having to prove everything. I'm seeing that people are wanting proof of these things from there where they stand today. So I don't see this as a astounding thing because my beliefs has not changed mm-hmm. from what's being discovered because what's being discovered is not proving anything different for me than I didn't already believe okay. already. All right. So, uh, but but so then, you know, I'm taking not, into I'm, consideration somebody's location in their faith. That uh, my attempt was to answer uh, a 27 year old uh, white male who's never opened the Bible's question. Amen. Why, why does it have to be a white male that opens the Bible for the first time? It could be anyone. It could be anyone, of okay. course. All right. All right. But, <laughs> but once again, once again, it all goes back to the perspective uh-huh. of the individual okay. and how you reach them. You're all, it, we're all going to reach a particular audience of people based on who we are. We are raised in a certain way that our values are going to come through no matter what. So I expect your white male values to come through mm-hmm. and think that doesn't believe that doesn't mean that you can't understand another perspective or experience things on a very deep and spiritual level, which you have at the AME church that, you know, that you wouldn't otherwise have understood if you were not in, as, in part of, part of the culture and understand the experience and these, and the struggles and what we have to go through as as black people so having having that type of a perspective and insight and having that background and understanding and knowing that i stand on the shoulders of people who look like you who enslaved me that i could have this conversation in 2023 in a place of love and understanding speaks to who we are and why we can do this Mm -hmm. so these things that come about in this world that's things that are being discovered we may be seeing them for the first time, but they were here way before. Uh-huh. So we're just learning new things. So that's what I see these are. We're having a new fresh lens to see things from that maybe brings us to a deeper understanding of what the meanings of these stories are that we are living by so that we can truly, truly take them for what they're worth and apply them to our day-to-day life. Because there are some wonderful lessons about unconditional love, because that's who we come from. Mm -hmm. Unconditional love, God loves us, knows all. But whether God is a male and a female, we can have a totally different conversation about. So depending on who we are and where we are, these things are very important Mm -hmm. to talk about and and to be able to do that here and talk about especially from a what a woman's role is i'm glad you asked me about that because i can definitely tell you that what's in that scripture i do not believe is what our soul role is and should be a guide but it has been which is why we are where we are today okay so let's read the scripture uh, I thought that uh, I would read 
the NI <clears throat> the NIV. And then if you don't mind, we I do have the message Bible with you. Thanks to the internet, I have all Bibles. Okay. So available. So why don't you why don't you pick the uh translation or version or paraphrase of your choice and let me know what it is and then if it's different than the NIV, we can read uh this scripture from two different sources. I will read uh proverbs 31 10 through 31 from the new international version and uh, it has been titled by those that put this bible together uh the wife of noble character so if we can start by just about having a conversation about the title okay okay so the wife of noble character okay so this is coming from a perspective of a male Okay. From a male. So we have to build the context from a male married to a woman. So coming from a female married to another female, we should definitely start with gender neutral. Terms. Okay. If we can, people can follow along, that would be my sense. So if we can start by stripping away the gender and use neutral terms. So what, so what word would you use there? So use person, individual. You don't have to use a gender. Let's or talk spot. about what a noble person. Let's well, start with a noble person. Okay, but well, I think that um I think what, what the scripture is indicating is a life partner. Okay, so then let's talk talk about it from that perspective. A life partner, noble character, or spouse of noble character. Right. Okay. There you go. All right. Um, so, uh, so, uh, are you asking me to, uh, de-genderize yes. this whole scripture? Yes, we are. That's what exactly what I'm asking you to do. Okay. A spouse of noble character who can find they are worth far more than rubies. Her, uh, their spouse has full confidence in them and lacks nothing of value. They bring them good, not harm all the days of their life. They select wool and flax and works with eager hands. They are like merchant ships, bringing them food from afar. They get up while it is still night. They provide food for their family and portions for their servants. They consider a field and buy it. Out of their earnings, they plant a vineyard. They set about work vigorously. Their arms are strong for their tasks. They see that their trading is profitable and their lamp does not go out at night. In their hand, they hold the distaff and grasps the spindle with their fingers. They mm -hmm. open her. They open their arms to the poor and extend their hands to the needy. When it snows, they have no fear for their household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. They make coverings for their bed. They are clothed in fine linen and, and purple. Their mm -hmm. spouse is respected at the city gate where uh, they take, it, take their seat among the elders of the land. They make linen garments and sell them and supplies the merchants with sash, sashes. They are clothed with strength and dignity. They can laugh at the days to come. Uh, they speak with wisdom and faithful instruction is on their tongue. They watch over the affairs of their household and do not eat the bread of idleness. 
their children arise and call them blessed, their spouse also, and their spouse praises them. Many, uh, this, many of doing? them do noble things, mm -hmm. but you surpass them all. Mm. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a person who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor them for all that their hands have done and let their works bring them praise at the city gate. Oh, amen. I think that was a very productive exercise. I think it was very powerful because it, it, it gender neutralized what the word was saying. So it spoke to me without an additional translation. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So and, and telling me that now I'm seeing it from a perspective of I have those things. Mm -hmm. Maybe I do those things. Who doesn't do those things in their day-to-day -day life? Wake up and everything that's being described here, it's not just limited to a particular sex. We all do that as just trying to be a decent human being living in this world together. And so, uh, and a, a partner that is engaged in the, in their relationship. Right. Being an active participant in it, not just letting it happen. But participating in the day-to-day, -day. when I was reading that and sharing that with Dewana, she says, Lord, that's what, that's what we do every day. I says, you know, that is right. We do do that every day. So mm -hmm. that's what she had suggested. Maybe take, make, make it neutral. I said, you know what? That is cool if we did do that, because that would change the perspective without us having to go to another version or try to figure out what version to use. We can just start unpacking the layers so that we can talk about what the meat of it is saying for me mm -hmm. as a human being every day and let God speak to that. Uh, I just want to give you my perspective that every time that I've heard this scripture read, the majority of the time, that I've heard it read within the walls of the church was during a women's day. And that it was normally a woman preaching on this scripture. And um, when the scripture was read, the first thought that came to my mind was who would have all that time to do all that stuff. <laughs> but now that we've read it from a general neutral standpoint and of the um, commentary that I've read on this scripture in preparation for the show, that the emphasis of this scripture uh, is wisdom. That this, you know, person that's being highlighted uh, as... Um, the spouse of noble character, the nobility of the spouse generates from wisdom. And it's the wisdom that empowers the knowledge to do all of the things uh, that are being done in this scripture. And I think read from a general neutral point of view, and thank you for having me do that, that the wisdom piece stood out much more to me than it did uh, when uh, we were saying wife and her, and when we strip away uh, the necessity to assign this to one gender, uh, I could see see more of the emphasis on wisdom. And you can, and what it leads you to do is to have your own interpretation without someone boxing you in mm -hmm. to yeah. one thought or another. And so, and I, and that's what we have to do when we're doing our own self-study is unpack those layers, whether it's religion, whether it's, you know, where we come from and our background 
to start just stripping away those things. And that was the first thing that would allow us to be able to talk about the meat of what is being mentioned. And why is this so important mm -hmm. to highlight a person's character? Well, from an accountant's perspective, you definitely want to trust your accountant. Yeah. And yeah. as a fraud examiner, you understand that everyone cannot be trusted. And there are people that need help figuring out those things. So, you know, just coming from 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 there, you know, just gives you a um some insight mm -hmm. onto mm -hmm. onto why why a person's character is so important. Our word is our, our word is who he is. So if we can't be trusted by our fellow man, then what good are we? If we cannot be trusted, we cannot stand on good uh, on, on our own words and uh -huh. what uh -huh. we're doing and for our own merits. We got to be able to do that at a basic level. So okay. having a spouse of noble character, period, is precious. Yes. Who would disagree with that? Right. Right. And then if we go to verse 11, that the other spouse has full confidence in their spouse. Say that. And lacks nothing of value. How much simpler can you get? Right. Okay. That's all we're trying to do is get to that message. But we have so much going on so much telling us it has to be in this box this box it has to be come from this source that source we're talking the same thing mm -hmm. right. <laughs> at right. the end of the day we're talking about the same god that reached someone in a different way i want a different perspective i want to expand what my learning is so i can have my own interpretation yes to live my life that i'm now have that personal connection mm -hmm. that now my spirituality is not dependent on a building and whether I go physically to a church or not. I choose to go. I choose to go and worship, not because of who it is, but because of the people and what they do and what I see. And then I say, doesn't matter what nationality you are. We serve the same God and you accept me. I accept you. Let's do this. Let's figure this thing out together. Mm -hmm. And so, I, I don't want to use the I don't want to use the expression um, best case scenario, but in a, a good case scenario that uh, finding a wholesome community of believers is important to one's faith. And when I call when I say a good wholesome community is that there will be people who will keep you accountable, will challenge you, and you you might find that you don't agree with people, but the wholesome community will create uh, occasions where, like the name of this show, which is a scripture, is that iron will sharpen iron. That's right, because we both sharpen each other today. So... Yeah. And that's what we do, which is why it's important for us to be able to come from a place of place of love and respect so we can talk. And this is how things change. Mm -hmm. Things don't change from a legislature perspective. That takes so long, so many hands in the pot. But we can change is our relationship together, make it stronger. Look, talk more about our similarities than our differences. And be willing to have those tough conversations, no matter what they may be and whatever the platform is, because I've never done a podcast and this is my first. So, Amen. you know, we're all doing new things and expanding new things to, you know, to sharpen who we are, you know, as, as people. And the community around it doesn't mean that it's limited by being just your family members. It's those long life relationships that you develop over time that somehow, some way, 
you stay connected and we stay connected a very long time. Yes. Yep. So how many years? Well, we've stayed connected since I left Tacoma for uh, 17 years. So that would mean that I probably, and I knew you, what, three years, two, three years before that. Yeah. So, so you were a 20-year friend, huh? Yeah, 20 years, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. But good people are hard to find, so. Amen. I'm glad I found you. Amen. Likewise. Yes. So, as we go down through this scripture, that a good partner brings good and not harm all the days of the relationship. That the spouse selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. So when we could, when we look at wool and flax and bring that into a modern time, mm -hmm. Uh, that might be a spouse that goes out since most of us are not making our own clothing and our own blankets and um, and maybe uh, maybe someone's spouse stops by um, uh, Boscoffs or out there in Tacoma stops by um, uh, Nordstrom. Um, what was that one store that I liked? M Meyer. What was it? What was the name of that store? But Fred Meyer. What is it again? Fred Meyer. We, yeah. Yeah, I That's like Fred Meyer. That's what you're thinking. Yes, I like Fred. Okay. <laughs> and picks up uh, a couple right. shirts and uh, or blouses and some slacks and says. Uh, Sweetheart, I bought these for you on the way home because I know you needed them. You what? What's that? What did you say? I missed well, that. I'm just saying time. that, you know, if in the scripture, you know, it says that the spouse selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. You know, I mean, unless your spouse, you know, is sewing in the home or weaving in the home i just say i just i just keep it simple i just trip all of that ass and just say your spouse works okay okay all right all right we... doesn't matter what they do because a spouse can work whether it's inside the home or outside the home but what they are doing is they're contributing yeah, it's, yeah. that's what that's that that's the context that i'm i'm seeing is that that spouse is is been giving the example of of making clothes and and mending and having those those planning and organizations but but that just comes with being organized and knowing what you have so how would you how would you break down uh they are like uh the merchant ships bringing their food from afar They're like merchant ships bringing their food from afar. Yeah, and I think uh, let me find First out. Let me go back to that version because I had changed. Hold on. Yeah, because yeah. the the message the message mm -hmm. says um, they're like a trading ship that sails to faraway places and brings back exotic surprises. The way I interpreted it is the spouse ain't bringing back any. Any kind well, of well, what they're well, well, coming from what they're talking about, it's it's kind of hard to start there, because you you have to talk about the sentence before, which talks about the actions of shopping around. So the person is this person goes out and buys the best, and enjoys going out and buying the best, mm -hmm. and coming back with these things that are unique. Yeah. Something you don't think about. Bringing back something you know, special. Something special. And it may not be anything special. It's just going to the store. Being married to a chef, 
going to the store and coming back with surprises, I totally get. Mm -hmm. I have no idea the meals that can be made with ingredients like chefs do. They have that creativity to look at a refrigerator or anyone who's good with food, look at a refrigerator and say, okay, I have this, 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 and this. I can make this. What are you are you saying? I thought we had to go buy some. No, you have to just expand, know your palate, know how to cook, know your ingredients. So to me, it is. Because I have, I couldn't do that myself, but that's just someone using their gift in that uh -huh. way. In, in, in my way, it's dealing with finances. As an accountant, I see things other people don't see. So I'm able to put the story of numbers together, which is great. So, you know, we all have our talents. And so that's what I see. This is just an illustration how this particular person's talents were utilized and made to show that this this was the first thing that this person does is they make them feel important. Mm -hmm. What they were making was special. That's what that's about. It's about, that's what it is, is, is the effort that went into it. Whether it was a ball of yarn, whether it was knitting, the effort that went into it made it special. So that's what the noble character is, is doing something because you want to do it not because you have to do it right all right and so the next uh, verse says the spouse gets up while it is still night and prepares food for their family and portions for the servants so have you gotten up and made portions for your servants no, what I haven't, but what I do do in an in analogy of in my current day is I do wake up in the morning early okay. and meet clients because, okay. because I do have clients that are in other countries. So I have a client that's in Italy. So I may get up at 4.30 and have a meeting. Okay. My family right. is benefiting as a result of me getting up in early in the morning. I may not have servants per se that come in the literal sense, but having those extra finances does allow me to take care of my car, go out to eat, and tip servers mm -hmm. and hostesses and anyone else um, that I need to that is doing a, a um, customer service to give them that. So may not in a literal sense have servants, but in that act of service, I do perform by doing that. I like I like that analogy because I like I like to tip too. So you know that is my act of service, whether it's yeah. tip, whether I make sure that I um um tithe when I go to church, you know, all of those are my acts of love. And that's all that I see. This is just another Another way, another way of showing that this person cared for their family and the people that took care of them. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, just on the issue of tipping, um, none of the uh, none of the Dunkin' Donuts in Utica, New York, permit customers to tip. So the five years that I was out there pastoring, I didn't go to Dunkin' Donuts uh, very often because Mo didn't want to go. But anyway, um, I don't like, I don't like people telling me what I can and cannot do with my money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. So not exactly. a shout out, but a shout down to Utica Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> So, what are we gonna say? So, uh, so I think we could. We uh, th there's probably a lot of modern applications to this next verse, sixteen. Okay. Uh, the spouse considers a field and buys it. Out of their earnings, uh, they plant a vineyard. 
So so they buy a house and make some upgrades, do some do a little yard work and make it their own. Yeah. So who that's that's the that's the dream is to own your own home. You know, so right. many people, especially with the real estate market and you know, and interest rates and all of that, it can be very disheartening and discouraging to even think, why should I even try? But I tell people all the time, don't give up. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. It's worth it. Real estate is a, is a long-term game. So you're not in it to flip it. Not the, not the people that I know they're looking for, for a home for their families, for their, for generations, you know? So um, they're not coming from that investment perspective, even though that's what's being pushed out into the into the media market that you have to think about these types of things when you buy them. But what about just living for the day, wanting just a comfortable home to come home to every day that's safe, clean, I enjoy it, great neighborhood? Why not? Uh -huh. We work uh -huh. hard. Why can't we enjoy the fruits of our labor? Right. So that's what I said is that they worked hard. They got up early, did what was needed. Now they have a home mm -hmm. that they've been able to purchase and now taking the extra step to plant a vineyard. And what your vineyard is maybe just a potted tomato plant for me. So to each his own. Or a marijuana plant. Yeah, well, you know, it is legal. It is. Whole nother conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cannabis industry. Let's go. All right. So uh, the spouse sets about their work vigorously. Their arms are strong for the tasks. Okay. I think that uh, it should be reflecting health. Reflecting uh, maybe somebody who is taking care of themselves so they can do all this. That uh, in a relationship, you want your spouse to be taking care of themselves and uh, they want, probably want you to be taking care of themselves too. Yeah, well, when you decide to, when you decide to cohabitate and be in a relationship with someone you better crack your neck and say okay let's do this together because now you are deciding that you're going to hold someone else with you mm -hmm. so you do need to be strong because there are going to be things that come along that you're going to need to talk about and deal with that you didn't deal with when you were you were not in that type of a relationship so i think being in strength can come from mental strength can come from the spiritual strength of having two totally different people raised two different ways, living in one place and saying that we're going to make it no matter what. So and we're going to talk it through. And it is difficult to do that. That's why um, I say you have to be strong to do that. And it takes a strong person to enter into one as well. Mm -hmm. So there's strength, physical strength, and then there's the, mental strength that comes along with it. So um, we're, we're uh, approaching uh, an hour. So uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to skip down and uh, encourage people uh, to go to Proverbs and uh, you know, see how this, this scripture is speaking to you. Uh, if there's anything that you want to uh, talk about in the scripture, Lori, uh, just point it out. Um, what I want to make sure we talk about is, um, well, I, I know uh, I do want to talk about verse 31. Honor them for all that their hands have done. Let their works bring praise at the city gate. And I thought there was another reference to the other spouse being at the city gate. Right here. Yeah. Uh, 23. The other spouse is respected at the city gate where they take 
his seat among the elders of the land. Um, so they were a team. What's so they that? Were a team to a team. They were a team through the end. Yeah, so they, once and, that partnership and commitment was made, they were committed, committed through through death. That that um, that's what I see that as. And and they're a team that are respected by the community. Because mm-hmm. at the city gate was where um, the elders of, of the community would go and they would uh, hash out things that needed to be done in the community, concerns of the community. Um, it was almost like a, a town council in a way. Mm-hmm. So right. not only is this team respected by the community, but the, this team is involved in, in the community. Right. Yeah. So it shows their, their um, stature yes. in relation to how they were viewed by their, by their neighbors. Right. And in in the in the uh, commentaries that I I read, that uh, from a couple perspectives that uh, a couple uh, commentators uh, said pretty much the same thing that this was the model of this was a model of a uh, of the of an ideal spouse that um, that people could strive for. Yes, and let's let's take it a step further by going back to back to the what you had said was when this was spoken, even when you heard it the most was at a woman's day. So mm-hmm. let's just not forget the you know the original context. It was there to tell women what their place was and this was used as a guide to say this is what a woman should strive for written by a man so so let, let me just let me just so, press you on this for so, a second so you, that's go ahead go ahead so in the context in the context of proverbs which is uh uh focused in so many places on wisdom and that the wisdom element is contained in here. Do you feel that that was written to oppress women or to be used to oppress women as opposed, as opposed to my lived experience, say I knew this man that would jump from church to church to find that pastor that would co-sign scriptures saying, um, uh, that the women should be quiet. Yes. You know, but I don't think that he would go to this scripture to oppress his wife. Yes, he would. And it has been. Okay. Pick a religion. They all put women in a particular box. Women have not always been recognized as pastors and clergy. So, Let's just be clear that those rules have been in place mm-hmm. in the beginning for a reason. Women had to give women gave up that power to men. We all have that power. It has to be recognized, but men didn't recognize it and stuck together and said, this is the way it should be done. And this is the Bible. And this is given by men to other men to share with everyone. So let's not forget the context. It's not written by women. This is an interpretation by men from the beginning. So there is a bias already in the beginning of any translation that is done, period. So absolutely is done to oppress women. Henceforth is the name of the scripture and any version is a noble woman. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's never gender neutral, which was the reason why I wanted to talk from that perspective, because okay. that is a place that is used as a guide to tell women what 
and noble woman is. And this is what should be strived for, not who I am now today. So that's why I have a, so that's my context on that. Mm -hmm. So, and, so how do you, so let's, let's, uh, let's re let's put back in the gender. And I just want to read uh, verses 25 and 26 and to get your, you know, what I disagree with it all. If you put the gender back in, I disagree with it all. Because I feel that women are not just doing yarn. We are not just domesticated. And why does why does this man choose to highlight all the domestic things uh -huh. that a woman has done? Okay, but okay. Just let, let's just Number take one, twenty-five so. and twenty-six. And and it says she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Why we all do that? Okay, but the but the strength and dignity doesn't sound that oppressive to me. It does when you take it in the context of it being written as what a woman should strive for. Okay, so if a woman should strive for all of these things, that this is going to make her this person she's going to have strength this is how it's going to be viewed mm -hmm. so this is the cherry that they're trying to be that's trying to be sold of why it's okay for these characteristics to be given and seen as noble as a woman which i disagree with because i am capable of way more than those things i'm more capable than any man could do for me. Mm -hmm. So for this to be a guide to what is normal, this to be a guide sold to the masses as what a noble woman is and how the community will see her and lift her and her spouse up if she does these things. way you live your life and if you live your life uh-huh the way you live your life okay no matter what you believe i believe that you can't doesn't matter with a religion it's all about you all i want to do is live a decent life i'm not trying to tell you what to believe not to believe where to go where you can't go Mm -hmm. But at the point where your rights infringe on mine, then I got a problem with that. But I don't have a problem with what you believe. I don't have a problem with the way you dress. I don't have a problem with the music that you listen to. I only have a problem when your rights infringe on mine. So when you tell me I can't go somewhere or when you tell me I can't have a particular job or I'm not entitled to this level of education or customer service when I go to a restaurant or to a a place of worship, then you know what? Then that doesn't fringe on my right, and I have something to say about that. Mm -hmm. Amen. So it is time for us to wrap up the show, and that uh, I did not think that the first person that I would have to bleep out in Iron Sharpens Iron would be Lori Salmon. <laughs> So, like, I'm talking to my brother. <laughs> so, Lori, we end the episode the same way every time with a prayer. And during Iron Sharpens Iron, I am asking the guests to pray us out. So, would you be so kind as to end the episode with a prayer? Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful Mother God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this platform. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And uh, before we say goodnight, I'd just like to encourage that if anybody has uh, any feedback on, on the show, on this episode in particular, please uh, write something in the comments and they will be answered.
So thank you so much, Lori, for coming on the show. You're welcome. And good night. Good day. Ha, ha, ha.